We do serve a good God. We do serve a great God. We do serve a powerful God. We, deserve, we, we serve a merciful God. And we deserve nothing but damnation. That's true. But he came in and he said, let me do something. Let me go to a cross for your sins. And do you think for a moment, I don't, do we think for a moment that he did, he went that deep and that much into it. Let me get in front of you and die for you for all of that stuff and sin that we've committed and the attitudes that we have. Do you think that he's going to be like, oh, you're all right. You're a lackadaisical Christian. Go ahead and come into heaven. He ain't going to do that. He paid it all that you might have life, eternal life, that I might have eternal life. Our lackadaisical Christian life isn't going to cut it. Amen? I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. Praise God. Why don't you lift your hands to Jesus all across this building? Come on, everybody in the building. Can you do that, Lord? We come before you right now with our heart and our spirit open to what you want to do in us today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I'm asking right now that our relationship with you would, number one, deepen Jesus. But also, Lord, that we would begin to evaluate, Lord, what we put into that relationship. What we give to that relationship. Lord, you need nothing from us. But, Lord, how hard are we trying, oh, Lord, to be the one that you love. The one that your eye is on us. The one that you desire to have with you for all eternity. How much am I putting into that? Lord, I want to do everything that you desire of me. That, Lord, you're happy with me. That you're overjoyed with my commitment and my love and my attitude in serving you. Thank you, Jesus, for first loving me. In Jesus' name. We're going to go to Psalms today, 2 Corinthians and also Ephesians. There's a compilation of scriptures here that I'm just going to read. They all have a similar theme to them that I'm going to point out today, if at all possible. And so I would, you would allow me some time to do that. In Jesus' name. Psalms 105, Psalms 34, which we'll also be going, 2 Corinthians 12 and Ephesians 3, just one scripture in each of those areas. Psalms 105 and verse 8 says this it just gives you a understanding of who God is it says this he has remembered his covenant forever somebody say forever, forever. the word which he commanded to a thousand generations from that scripture we can pull that the God that 
I'm preaching about today, that I'm going to talk about today, that I serve in my life, and I hope that you do as well. And if you don't, I'm glad you're here. You're in the right place. But just that scripture alone, we can pull from that. He is a promise-keeping God. He keeps His Word. He hath remembered His covenant forever. Everything He says, everything that comes out of His mouth, you can rest assured, ladies and gentlemen, that it's going to come to pass, that it's going to happen, that He's going to follow through with it. Somebody say amen. amen. Psalms 34 and 10. The young lions do lack, remember this latter part, suffer hunger. But listen to this. But they, they, come on, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Wow. You mean if I follow Jesus, he's going to come through for me. Amen? You mean that if I live my life for the King of kings and the Lord of lords, things will be good. That's pretty simple. Layman's, it's layman's terms there. That's how it is. I mean, I, I'm going to have good if I follow him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. That means if I live for Jesus, it may not be exactly how I think it should be, but I'm not going to lack for any good thing. This is not prosperity preaching. It's just the Word of God. If I seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all these things shall be added. Amen? 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. It's very familiar to most people in the room. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. When I'm weak, when I'm frail, he's got you. When you literally say it with your mouth, man, I can't go on. You can't. But if you delight yourself in Him, if you're a follower of Him, if you're living for Him, His strong arm comes. We serve an awesome God. Hmm. Man, I feel the presence of God right now. Ephesians 3 and 20. Now unto him. Anybody know this scripture? Unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. We've dissected this. We've, we've looked at this before. It all depends on you and me because he states who he is 
unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or that we ask or think according to the faith, the power that works in you and me. He's able, ladies and gentlemen. God can. The question I have for you is, can you? Can you have the faith? Can you believe in the God of the Word? Amen? He's able. If it be His will, He'll do it. Amen? It will and shall come to pass. Would you lift your hands to the Lord all across the building? Lord, we thank you, God, for your powerful, unadulterated Word. I'm asking right now, Lord, that you would encourage us, yes, but Lord, I want our hearts and our minds and our spirits, Lord, to hear this word that we may be drawn to an altar today, that there may be some that can realize that you are the God that erases, Lord. You eradicate sin. You forgive sin. You cast it as far as the east is from the west. The things that we think in our mind that you cannot do, you can do. And Lord, it would draw us to an altar and cause us to go to a water to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of our sins. That today there would be people in the house that say I hadn't believed very long I can't I didn't know it happened for very long but now I know that God can heal I know that God can transform my situation I know that the God that I serve is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or even think and my faith is arising today and the enemies of my faith Lord that reside in my mind more times than any Lord they are eradicated and today I'm going to leave with joy today I'm going to leave with peace today I'm going to leave with power today I'm going to leave full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost praise God Praise God, praise God. I have, I don't know why they text, but I'm so glad they did. The only one that I was in conversation with was Brother Zenobia that we heard from today, missionaries. But I had ministers text me yesterday, and I asked them to pray for us, and they've been praying for us. One left a word to me this morning, early this morning, and he knows nothing, but man, did he speak the word of faith over text message, and I received that today, and I believe what the word of God said from him to me, and I believe it's going to come to pass in this place today. Amen? Somebody say, I believe. Grab your neighbor's hand, close your eyes, and I want you to say, we believe. Come on, ma'am. You hadn't grabbed a hand yet. Go ahead and do that. We believe right now. We believe. In Jesus' name, we believe, Lord. We believe right now. Every stronghold has been torn down. Anything that exalts itself or tries to exalt itself above you has been torn down. And we believe, Lord, you're going to do what your word declares today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You may be seated. Inside each of us, 
inside every human being. There is a inexplainable, unexplainable longing. There's a drawing, there's something that's wanting and desiring, hungering. A hunger to be satisfied, a thirst that needs to be quenched. Anybody ever happened to me this week? We were working in the gymnasium and I had been drinking water all night. I drank water all that morning. I drink water every day, all during the evening. Can't do that like I used to because you have to get up a lot when you do that. But I was drinking water, but I, for whatever reason, why is everybody laughing? I ain't getting old. I was just stating the fact. I text my daughter and I said, I know you're busy doing school, but can you bring me water? I needed to have some water. Everybody has a thirst that needs to be quenched. Each of us has experienced it one time or another, a longing for something, for something more. I need this. I literally can't go on any longer until I get that thirst quenched until I get that craving given to me. Chocolate cake. Amen. Now let me just do a disclaimer before I go any further. I don't need any cookies. I don't need any chocolate cake. Don't go make them. I appreciate the gesture, but I don't want them. I've been doing real good. Sister Tabitha, I've been doing very well. I have. I've been doing really good. Amen. Anyways, meanwhile, back at the ranch. But we have, a, we have a longing. Something inside of us we long for. Amen? We long for stuff. We long for things. We desire it. Did the rising of this morning sun once again illuminate to you your regrets, your failures, your disappointments? Were you led to Truth Church of Denison by a hunger and a desire for fulfillment? Did you walk in this place just because someone invited you? Or was there this something inside of you despite their invitation, despite the card that they gave you or the phone call that they made? There was something inside of you that hungered and desired to find Fulfillment. If by chance, disappointment and hunger and longing are what led you here to this room today. This is what we call our worship center or our sanctuary. If it's disappointment and hunger and longing that led you here today, then I welcome you, sir and ma'am, I welcome you to fulfillment's ultimate destination. I welcome you to a place where you can leave completely and totally fulfilled. Welcome to the house of plenty where every hungry person, every hungry heart is filled with Jesus Christ. Welcome to the well of living water. Welcome to a place where your thirst can 
can be quenched. Welcome to a place, despite whatever's going on in your life, peace that passeth all understanding. You came today because you're lonely. You came today because nobody else wanted to come with you. Let me tell you something. You can find somebody here. I'm not talking about a person. I'm not talking about somebody that's sitting beside you. But I'm talking about Jesus Christ. You can find Jesus that will wrap his arms around you. He'll let you know, keep on fighting for the good fight of faith. Keep on moving forward. Before you leave this place today, I hope that you will be convinced my God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks after me. Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. All of the earth is his and the fullness thereof. Everything that I need, you can be sure of. Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. So why do you need to worry about about the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, when by my faith I know that my God is more than enough. Listen to me, young lady. Listen to me, young man. He can supply all of your needs. He is your El Shaddai. He always, always, always looks after you. Jehovah Jireh, he is Oh, I don't think you heard me. I want you to be convinced. All of the earth is his and the fullness thereof. Everything, everything. Somebody shout everything. Somebody shout everything. Everything that we need. Everything that we got to have to move forward. Everything that we need in our spirit, our heart, our physical body. You can be sure of. I'm not preaching for a response by any means, but listen to me today. I want you to be convinced that our God, Jehovah Jireh, your God, my God, is more than enough. Oh, somebody say enough. Somebody shout enough. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands to him all across this building for a moment. God, you're more than enough. You can supply all of our needs. Lord, you are our El Shaddai. God, sweep over this congregation, those that are at their wit's end, those that think there's no hope, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Enough, Lord. You're enough. You're more than enough. You can supply all of our needs. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord. Come on, clap your hands under the Lord. Come on, it's not just about you clapping. It's about your faith building. Enough, yes. That's what my God is. Enough is what I need today. Enough is who I'm looking for today. Enough is what I got to have. Come on, young people. Come on, mom and dad. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, ma'am. You walked into this place and you are looking for enough. You're in the right place. Enough is here. Enough has already been here before you walked in.
is enough. I know it's a play on words, but enough is enough for you. He is the enough. He's enough beyond your wildest dreams. He's enough beyond your biggest and worst ailment. He's enough. And he'll always be enough. Not because Truth Church of Denison said so. Not because I'm preaching about it today. But because this little black book that I hold in my left hand, it is enough to move you through your life. It's enough to pull you out of darkness and place your feet up on a rock to stay. It's enough to baptize you in his powerful, only saving name, Jesus Christ, and to take you out of darkness and into this marvelous light. Look at your neighbor and say, enough. I want to point out some things today. The first is there is a longing within each of us. I talked about it a little bit a moment ago. You may be seated. There is always a longing for more. It is found in our parents. Talking about parents that are maybe in the room today that are live elsewhere, but talking about Adam and Eve. What took them to that forbidden tree to partake of its fruit? It was a longing. It was a longing for something. What caused Israel to turn from the food of angels? Preached about that not too long ago. What caused them to turn from that, from the food of angels, back to grossness. Back to nobody likes leeks. Amen? Well, some of you wonderful grayhead people do, but onions, I still can't, dis- I despise onions. Oh. Only time I like onions is if you got fajitas and somebody knows how to grill them just right, but yeah. they wanted to go back to onions. My father, whom I love so very much, the bishop of this church, I remember driving down Highway 69, going to Lufkin as a kid, and they'd stop and they'd grab uh, some onions, 1015s, I think that's what they called them. They didn't make you cry. And, man, take a bite out of it, throw some salt on it, on it, and take a second bite. Are you joking me? And just for kicks and giggles, we'd say yuck, and they'd kiss each other. And I'm like, what? I don't know if that happened, but it sounded good. Garlic. They want to go back to garlic. They want to go back to Egypt. What was it? It was a longing. We do some dumb things sometimes when we got a longing inside of us. Just seems that man is born dissatisfied. Amen? Can you agree with that in the room? We're born dissatisfied, regardless of how far we reach, what we grasp, or how hard we strive. We are never satisfied. We come into a life from our mother's womb, clutching. We want to accumulate. We want to gather. We want as much as we possibly can. None of us are strangers to the inward shout of, I want that. 
that inward cry, that inward shout that says, I want that, and I want that, and I want this, and I want that. We can't pretend that we are not like that. You understand with me, millions, maybe even billions of dollars, people are corporations and companies and fortune 500 companies what do they do they put advertisement they put billboards they put window treatments they do all that they can possibly do to make sure that inside of us there remains a longing for I want can I have that a two year old Can, you can believe this, Brother Trevor, I'm sure, but your little granddaughter, she's never going to be satisfied with just one cookie. I mean, well, that's true. Without milk, then there's, there's an argument there. But Sister Diane, oh, she's at Sister Diane. She's Sister Diane. My God, have mercy. Everybody's going to start wanting your cookies after this right here. But her, Forget the two-year-old. I can't go with just one of her cookies. Now I'll eat one cookie. And listen, I like them so much that I continually, every single time I get one, I ask Brother Jordan, Jordan, Brother Jordan, you want a cookie? And he's like, you're trying to kill me, Pastor? <laughs> it's got pecans in it. He's allergic to that stuff. But I just want someone to be excited with me that I got one. But we always want the two-year-old would never be satisfied with one cookie. The four-year-old will never be satisfied with just being tossed in the air one time over and over again. Do it again, Dad. Do it again, Mom. Do it again, sir. I want to go again, again, and again. We want more. We want it. Somebody say, I want it. Grown men and women cannot be satisfied with what we have. If we get new carpet, then we want new furniture. If we get new a new car, then we want a new Suit. If we get a new whatever, then we want new this. If we get a, a, a new driveway, then we want a new house. What a, we want new things. We are never satisfied. We want. Somebody say, I want. I want. We desire. We're longing. We're dissatisfied. And we want. And we want. And we want. It's what society calls living large. Now, don't misunderstand me this morning. I love and I am also one that desires and wants and, and needs to have fun and live life and do all of those things that you desire to do. Bishop Gilbert years ago preached the message, The Art of Living. And I think that that is okay, but I'm not talking about that today. I'm just talking about the attitude and what our society has even caused us to grab a hold of. I understand that we have our own choices, but... But what has happened in our society, what has happened in our culture, we want, we want, we want. It is the desire to be the most with the most. It's a desire to have so many things. We want the finest home, the finest automobile, the finest clothes, the, the finest view. We hunger and thirst for more and more, yet we seem to enjoy Everything that comes, every acquisition that we have, we enjoy it less and less. All of those things, it's not what we wanted. 
if we would completely be honest. Somebody say, I'm going to be honest with myself today. If we would completely be honest with ourselves today, we could call it the Esau syndrome. It is profane. It is profane to neglect and discard the priceless while reaching for the valueless. The things that have absolutely no value. Somebody say, I want. It is empty to cling for those things that aren't real. Those things that are not what we would call in this day and age the finest of things. We reach for that stuff that really is not tangible in eternity. It's only tangible right now where we are. And as I've said many times before, it really doesn't amount to anything. And it's worthless where we are right now. It is vain to clutch for the temporal while ignoring the eternal. If we could only grasp what one wise writer put into words. He said this. Money will buy a bed, but not sleep. Books, but not brains. Food, but no appetite. Finery, but not beauty. A house, but not a home. Medicine, but no health. Luxuries, but no culture. Amusement, but, no, but not happiness. Religion. Somebody say religion. Religion, but not salvation. A passport to everywhere but heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want that. What I want, I know, I understand. We do want some things. But what I want more than anything is heaven. What I want more than anything is a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm thankful for nice stuff. I'm thankful for the luxuries. I'm thankful for the things that we have. But more than anything, my message today is we got to want the enough. We got to want more than enough. And that is Jesus Christ. Maybe seated, listen to me for a moment. Young lady, he's not enough. Young man, she is not enough. Individual, that you're seeking a relationship more than you're seeking God, it is not going to give you fulfillment. The only thing that's going to give you fulfillment is your longing for enough. You're longing for the King of Kings. You're longing for the Lord of Lords. The longing for the one that will save you from this untoward generation. The, long, the longing for the one that will allow you to put your head on the pillow and go to sleep at night. Somebody say enough. enough. Praise God. You and I can figure out that it is not something you are longing for. It's not a person that you're longing for. It isn't a thing 
that you really want. It's not the new car. It's not the new house. It's not more money in the bank. All of those things are nice. I know all of those things will, will satisfy for a moment. But you and I, can we, we can understand that that is not what it is that we're truly longing for. No, it's not the bottle. No, it's not the drug. It's not one, one more hit. It's not, it's not one more smoke. It's not any of those things. No. What you're truly longing for. Hear me today, sir and ma'am. What you truly want. It's not your way. I want it my way. I want what I want. I want it to be my way. I don't like it how Pastor Darren wants. I don't like how True Church wants. I don't like how this person that. I want it my way. That's not what you're longing for. If we're honest with ourselves, Brother Tommy, what we're truly longing for is Jesus. That's it. What you really want is Jesus. If you would just close your eyes and not get your attitude out of the way. I rebuke the spirit of attitudes right now because they're in the place. Listen to me. What I am telling you right now, what you're longing for. And if you would let your guard down for a moment. You're longing for a relationship with God. And if I could go a step farther. No. You probably don't have it. You've probably longed for everything else for so long and you've wanted it your way for so long that you don't have that relationship and you've fed it with everything else. You've fed it with what you've wanted to feed it with and it has not got you to where you want to be or where you need to be. And so you continue to long. You continue to reach. You continue to try to find it. Is it in someone? Is it something? Is it moving here? Is it moving there? Is it going over this way or over that way? Is it having this attitude or that attitude? Is it pushing back here or pushing back there? What you're longing for is to stop and say, hey, listen, what I really need is you, the God of enough, the God that can't answer by fire, the God that can supply all my needs, the God that can do anything and everything that I've ever needed him to do. That's what I'm longing for. And the moment, the moment that you stop looking for anything else, you'll feel that longing be fulfilled. Yes, there's a longing inside of you. God put it there. Did you know that? God put it inside of you. But he didn't put it there to be filled with things. It's not the car. It's not more zeros in the bank account. It's not the 401k. Those things are all smart and we need to do that. And all. It's not that. What God did is he put that longing inside of you for you to close your spiritual eyes to everything else and open them to him only. And to realize that is what I've been longing for. That's what I've been needing. That is what I want. He put that in you so you could eventually find yourself at a place of, God, what I've been looking for is you. What I've been longing for 
is you. I take your attention to the prodigal. The prodigal son had a longing. He had a longing. Brother Jonathan, he longed for something. Even in the house, the church house. He was in the church house, if you will. He was in the house of God, if you will. But in the house of God, he was longing. Do you hear that? Man, I want to go there. I want to get that. And so he took all of his inheritance with him. And the Bible says he spent it on riotous living. What did he do? He spent it on trying to fulfill the longing that was inside of him. I'm going to spend it on this and I'm going to fulfill my longing. I'm going to go here and do this with these people and all these people and these people and I'm going to fulfill my longing. But finally, finally, and unfortunately, I've said it many times to many of you that unfortunately there has to be a prodigal situation. There's got to be a prodigal moment that happens. I hate that, but it has to happen. He spent it on, he was trying to fulfill that longing. And finally, when he got into the position, don't think for a moment how the story goes that it is just happenstance. He found himself and he realized this stench and stink is not what I'm longing for. I'm, I'm longing for something more than this. Even, even the servants in my dad's house are getting it better than I got it right now. I'm longing for him. And so when he comes to himself, he realizes what he'd been trying to feed his longing with was not what he needed to feed his longing with. And so he makes his way to daddy's house. He makes his way back to the church house. Yes, there's a longing inside of you. And yes, God put it there. And he put it there for you to fulfill it with him. Understand with me today, our God is not a dictator. He is not going to make you fill it with him. You have got to choose to fill it with him. Yes, the fact of the matter is, whether you think so or not, our God is more than enough. But it is up to you and to me to realize that he is more than enough. It is up to you and me to realize, God, you can supply all my needs. You are my El Shaddai. The longing that is inside of me is for you I've got to come to that young man it'll never be her young lady it'll never be him sir it'll never be that ma'am it'll never be that it'll always be God until you reach to him and tell him I know you first loved me but I love you now I'm thankful for you now I've realized it now it's been revealed to me now and make sure that you feel that longing with him, you will be found wanting. God is the satisfier of our longing. Not things. God. Not stuff. God. Not possessions. 
God. Not goals realized, young person, but God. Not projects finished, but God. Our office attended, no, but God is. Her office attained. I want to get here. I want to get to that job. I want to get to this status. I want to get to the, no, no office attained is it. God is. Just God. Nothing else. Look at your neighbor and say enough. Enough. Maybe seated. Question is, is he enough for you? The bottom line is, he is enough. Scriptures prove that to us already in this room. Sister Delisa, is he enough to you? You have got to realize that he's enough. I know that he's enough for me. I know that he's enough for you. I know that because word, somebody say word. Word, word has revealed this to me. And for me personally, I know he's enough because I have seen him be enough for many of you that are in this room. So time has proven that to me as well. I have seen those that have allowed him to be enough, and he was enough. And I have seen those that have started to allow him to be enough. But then they were like the prodigal son and began to look. And tried to find enough from something else. But enough from somewhere else is always. Would you look at me for a moment? Always. All the time. Not going to be enough. It always pales in comparison to him. He will supply all What does that mean? What does all your need mean? All of it. That's pretty. All of it. He's enough for all of your need. All of your need. The God that I'm talking about that we read about in this book, he's enough. He'll always be enough. And until we realize that, until we grasp that in our spirit and our heart, we will be found wanting. Bear with me. Somebody say enough. enough. I've used this before. It's been many years ago, but Augustus' confession, he said, You have made our hearts for yourself, O Lord. And our hearts are restless until they rest in you. He stated that this heart that beats inside of my chest is made for yourself. It's made for yourself. And our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Until you have all of, we say it so frivolously. I love you with all of my heart. 
do we? Do we love him with all of our heart when we find ourselves in a pickle? Do we love him with all of our heart when there's a situation that has arised? Or do we love him with all of our heart all of the time? Only there. I know who he is. I know Augusta, he's not, and everything's not right. But the statement that he made is 100% accurate. When our heart rests in him, when our heart is saying, you're all that I need and more than I need, then I'm going to have peace that passeth all understanding. I'm going to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. I'm going to be able to walk this straight and narrow path no matter who's around me or who comes with me. I know that my heart rests in you. I love you with all of my heart. God is sufficient for me. He is the only one that I'll ever need. He's enough. Look anywhere else and you're going to find yourself wanting. But you can be satisfied in nothing else but Jesus Christ. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. You may be seated. King Solomon's words in the book of Ecclesiastes says, let's go for it. That's what he says. Let's get after this. Let's experiment with pleasure. Let's have a good time. And we will pardon. I know that's paraphrased, if you will. Yet his carnal pursuit was in vain. He called it vanity. Nothing but smoke. That is all not what we want to go for. That life is not what we want to live for. We don't want to pursue those things because it's going to find us wanting. This world is not our home. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, nothing in this world is going to bring the fulfillment that only God can bring. So I submit to you on this Sunday, make sure that God is enough for you. Make sure, yes, you can have some pleasure. Yes, you can enjoy this life and live it more abundantly. But listen to me right now. The first and foremost thing that may be able to drive you and to push you and to move you along must be Jesus. He tried the fun-filled life. It was nothing but insanity. He tried accomplishments. It was nothing but insecurity. He tried possessions. It was nothing but inadequacies. Say it wise, Solomon. There's nothing. Say it, King Solomon. There's nothing. Proclaim it, preacher Solomon. There is nothing. There is nothing better I appreciate the clap and I do not diminish your response by any means. But do 
Do we really believe that? Does everyone in the room really believe that there's nothing better than God? If we really believe that there's nothing better than God, then we'll long for nothing else but God. If we really believe, Sister Mary, that there's nothing better than God, then from when we're young to where we have gray hair, we'll long for nothing but God. It doesn't matter what this world offers. There's nothing better than God. It doesn't matter how much you adore what you want in this life. It's not better than wanting God. You may be seated. Bear with me just for a moment. I've got six more pages, but I'm not going to finish it. The man who has nothing with God has as much as the man who has everything with God. For if you have God, you have everything. If you don't have God, you have nothing. God alone satisfies. Truth Church, I'm just going to stop for a moment. I truly believe that. I'm not just saying that. I sat with a young man this week for two hours in my truck in this parking lot. And over and over again, tears running down my face, tears running down his face, I stated, only God can satisfy your soul. Only God is going to make you free. Only God is going to give you peace. Only God is going to make you new. Only God is going to fulfill what you're longing for. Only God. Single lady, single man that's in the room, only God can satisfy your soul. When you allow God to be the first and foremost, when you allow God to be number one in your life, when you allow God to fulfill that longing, then let me tell you something. The Bible says it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You're going to find him, ma'am. You're going to find her. It's going to be the one that God intended for you to have. You'll choose right because you chose God first. How good is it that God above has never gone on strike because he has not <laughs> treated fair the things he didn't like. If only once he'd given up and said, that's it, I'm through. I've had enough of thee on earth, so this is what I'll do. I'll give my orders to the sun, cut off the heat supply and the moon and give no more light and run the ocean dry. Then just to make things really tough and put the pressure on, turn off the vital oxygen till every breath is gone. 
you know that he would be justified. It would for sure be fair if he did that. If he decided to play the fairness game, it would be all right and be in order if he did those things. But ladies and gentlemen, I am thankful that our God doesn't do that. Why? Because he's a God that is passionate about being enough for you and me. So in our shortcomings and in our shortcoming decisions, he doesn't say, I'm throwing in the towel, but here I am. I'm going to give you me because I'm always and forever will be enough for you. You'll never be found wanting. Well, lift your hands all across the building for a moment. Come on, sir. Enough is here today. Enough for every situation. Enough for every problem. He has his love available for you today, ma'am. He has his grace available for you today. His mercy is in the house today. He's enough. Ma'am, you came to the right place. You walked in the right building. You answered the right invitation. You're here for a reason because God wanted to show you that enough is in the house. I am here to help. I am here to mold. I am here to shape. I am here to give peace and love. Come on, lift your voice to him for a moment. Come on, lift your voice to him for a moment all across this building. You need your sins washed away. You need your sins cast as far as the east is from the west. The preacher can't forgive you. The people beside you can't forgive you. But God in heaven is here today. And all you got to do is ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. Your sins can be forgiven today. Ask him today. Enough is in the house. Enough is in our presence. Enough is sitting on the pew beside you today. Enough. Enough. God, he's not going to go on strike. He provides all our need. I'm going to tell you something. I am not constant. Family leaders, would you stand in the house today? If you're standing, you're fine. But family leaders, I love you and I appreciate every single one of you. But you're not going to be constant. As much as I hope and think that you would be, you nor me are going to be constant. But God, I know it's simple today, but God will always be constant. So what am I going to do as a pastor? I'm going to point these family leaders to God. And what are they going to do along with me is we're going to point you to God. If you'll fall in love with God, if you'll reach for God, if you'll wrap God in your arms, if you'll hold time, if you will, spiritually, and say, God, i got to have you because as long as I have enough in my life, I'm going to make it through. In the name of Jesus, 
In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I want somebody to find enough today. I want those that have been here for years to find enough today. Lord, I want those that have walked into this building for the first time. I want them to find enough today. Enough is in the house. Enough is waiting on somebody to reach for him. Enough is waiting for somebody to cry out to him. The Bible tells us that he is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. That would lead you and me to understand that never will you find anyone else a friend like Jesus. There's never going to be a friend like Jesus. I know that you can't tangibly touch him here today. But you can believe his voice when you can't see him I know that you can't grasp a hold of his hand, if you will, but when he becomes enough for you, you can close your eyes and lift your hand to the heavens and the I love you that comes from your lips and the hand that lifts, lifts from your body right now, his hand will come down, that reciprocating hand that will reach to your hand and that reciprocating I love you will reach from the heavens and allow you to feel that enough has comforted you. Enough has grasped a hold of your hand. Enough. Never will you find a friend who will always make time for you. Never will you find a friend who knows better than Jesus Christ. Never will you find a friend on this earth that could say, listen, I'll take all of your tears. I'll take all of your stumbling. I'll take all of your rags and turn it into riches. You'll never find a friend. Never find a friend like Jesus. Will you stand to your feet? I know you've listened for a while and I know the time is late. But this last one I want you to listen to. God longs for a relationship with you. God longs for a relationship with you. As improbable and impossible as it may sound, it is true. A big and strong, or the big and strong God that we serve big and strong God that we serve is he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think. He is the best. There's none beside him, before him, behind him. We can talk about all of those things that he is. But did you know that God has a weakness? He does. God has that Achilles heel, if you will. He has a place in which he's vulnerable. Just listen to me. He has a strong and tender desire to be close with every one of his children. He does. That desire brought the creator 
into the realm of the created. It placed powerful deity in harm's way. God has a weakness like you and I have a weakness. He longs for a relationship with you. The Bible says that our God, He is long suffering to usward. He has a weakness. When you stand here today, and I feel the Holy Ghost right now, I don't know who I'm speaking to, and you're contemplating, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm done. I'm finished with this. He's giving you an opportunity through the preached word. He's saying, I'm long-suffering. Even though you've almost made up your mind today, you almost made up your mind this morning when you got up and put your clothes on, you said, I'm done. I'm not going back to church. I'm not going to worship. God isn't hearing my prayers. God isn't hearing me pray for my daughter, my husband, my loved ones. He's not hearing me pray. He said, hey, I'm long-suffering to you. Have a weakness. Each of us, like a sheep, we stray from God. We go where we don't belong. But what I want you to do, every eye closed all across the building. I don't care if you got to put your hands over your eyes, just close your eyes. I want you to hear God's first question. Adam, hey Adam, where are you at, Adam? No, I'm using paraphrase today, but Adam, where are you, Adam? God's seeking for you, ma'am. God is seeking for you today. Hear me right now, every eye closed. Every eye closed in this building. Don't lift your hands yet, but listen to me. Adam, I want you to hear this question today. Adam, God is seeking for you. He is looking for you. He desires to find you. Sin, however, is trying to hide you. The things of this world are trying to hide you. The stuff that you're trying to fulfill that longing with is trying to hide you. But Adam, God is long-suffering and he's saying, hey Adam, show yourself to me. Where are you? I'm not, I'm not going to beat you up. I'm not going to tear you down. I'm not going to destroy you. Adam, I just want to know where you're at. Ma'am, God wants to know where you're at today. He wants to know where you're at today. He's reaching for you right now. Every eye closed, every hand lifted in this place right now. Enough is here. Enough is walking up and down the aisles where you're at right now. Enough is reaching out with his nail-scarred hand. He bore stripes upon his back. He bore a crown of thorns on his head. He bore nails in his hands and feet and a spear in his side. And listen to me today. That's real love. Real, real love forgets about everything. Real love doesn't care what's going to happen to them. Real love says, I'm reaching for you and all I need to do you need you to do Adam is reach for me I'm enough 
I'm enough. I came, I robed myself in flesh. This is real love, Adam. I'm not saying your name today, sir. I'm not saying your name today, ma'am. I'm just speaking to you. That first first question from God, where are you? If you find yourself longing something today can I tell you that he's here today and he's saying show yourself to me I have real love did I not show you my real love with nails in my hands did I not show you my real love with stripes upon my back did I not show you my real love from coming from deity coming from eternally eternity and coming to this frail life and robing myself in flesh I came to the created and I did that. Why? Because I'm enough. I'll do it in the, in the heavens. I'll do it on this earth because I'm enough for you. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Lift your hands in this place right now. Ma'am, he's enough. He's enough. If you'll give him yourself, if you'll give him your life, if you'll give him what he's longing for, if you'll give him what you truly are longing for is an intimate relationship with God. God will supply himself to you. In closing, I want you to hear this. In the medieval era, a certain monk announced he would be preaching for the next Sunday evening service. And he gave them the title before that Sunday evening arrived the love of God. And on Sunday, He walked into that dimly lit cathedral. Nothing but sun shining through the window shades. And he walks to the front. He lights a candle and he takes that candle to the crucifixion. And Brother Noe, no words spoken, puts that light on the nail-scarred hands. He moves it to the feet. He takes it up to the crown of thorns. And then he puts it to the side of our Savior. He turns and the only sound you hear is him blowing out the candle. He sets the candle down and he slowly walks out the door. Not a word spoken. Nobody saying anything. And what he was doing is I'm showing you enough the hands that bore a nail through it the side forthwith came blood and water the crown of thorns on the head and the nails in the feet enough
enough, enough, enough. The congregation in that deafening silence began to weep because they realized no words had to be spoken. Nothing had to be said when they put in their mind's eye what our God has done for us. It's enough. He's here to heal your broken heart. He did it with his hands. He's here to deliver you from anxiety. He did it with his feet being bore through with a nail. He, he is here today to wash away your sins. And you saw the blood and the water come forth out of his side. Would you lift your voice to him and make your way to this altar right now? Come on, sir. He loved you so much. Come on, ma'am. He loved you so much that he gave himself for you. He came, deity came to earth for you and me to show you that he's enough. He'll pull you through. He'll make you new. He'll wash you clean. He'll cleanse your body. Come on, sir. You're racked with sin. Your body's racked with sin. Your home is being destroyed. Your job is being destroyed. Your life is being destroyed. Come on, ma'am. You've suffered too long. You've waited too long. Throw in the towel and everything else and pick up Jesus. Grab a hold of Jesus. Come on, come with your family. Come by yourself. Do whatever you got to do. Would you cry out to Jesus Christ? Would you listen to him? He's saying, you are my child. I am your king. I want to save you from this untoward generation. Come on. Greater love hath no man than this, that he laid down his life for a friend. Come on, listen to him. Listen to him today. He's beckoning for you. Listen to Jesus Christ today. He's beckoning for you. He's reaching for you, ma'am. He's trying to grab a hold of you, ma'am. What are you going to do today? It is up to you. Are you going to make the decision? Are you going to make the decision to quit longing for everything else and only long for God? What more could be said than what That monk did a cross, a crown of thorns and wounds that he took for us. Enough? Is that your question today? Are you wondering, have you ever done anything for me? Would you just close your eyes and would you picture the crown of thorns? Would you picture the hands being bore through with nails in the side? being ripped open with a spear and would you for a moment just think about the nail going through his feet yeah he's enough your marriage wouldn't have made it if you didn't give him an opportunity your marriage isn't going to make it if you don't change your longing for him come on ma'am Quit longing for everything else. Long for God. Come on, today these waters that are in this baptistry over here, they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you to get in. 
They're waiting for you to ask God to forgive you and for him to forgive you of your sins and then for me to bury you in baptism for the washing away of those sins. Come on. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Is God enough for you? Come on, ma'am. Is God enough for you? Is he the one in the Bible that you've been longing for or you've been longing for another? If you've been longing for something else, well, listen to Pastor Darren today. You're going to be found wanting. It's going to be hard for you again. You've tried everything else. You've tried to do it on your own. You've tried to make it happen for yourself. It's not going to work out for you. Young lady, you need to listen to Pastor Darren today. The direction you're going is not going to cut it. Not because I said so. I'm just telling you. The word of God is riddled with so many people that tried to do it on their own. When you try to fulfill that longing with something else, it's not going to turn out good. I'm not being doomsday today. I'm just trying to encourage you. The song's not going to get it for you, though I love what they're going to sing and they're going to play. Me over and over again beckoning you is not going to get it done. But when you decide, when you make up in your mind that, hey, you're what I need, Jesus. You're what I got to have, Jesus. That's what I'm asking, sir, is God enough? You're the only one. I know it's awkward in this altar, but it's the truth. You've got to decide if God is enough. You've got to make up in your mind if God's enough. Are you going to reach for him like he reached for you? Do we understand that he did not have to leave deity's position and come to where we are, but he did? Come on. Come on, I know it's awkward. Why don't you come to this altar right now? Why don't you get out of what you normally would do right now? Come on, there's some people that have already checked out. There's some people that don't even want to be in here. There's some people that already left the building. That's all right. That's all right, but I'm asking you, what are you going to do? Are you going to realize that God is enough for you, but you've got to realize that? Come on, young man. Come on. Come on, students. Come on, TSM. You better realize it now. The girl's not going to cut it. The guy is not going to cut it. That relationship that is not right, you better leave it because it's not going to fulfill you. The only thing that's going to fulfill you is God. I'm not talking from... A novice, I'm talking about something that I know. Come on, would you reach for it right now? Come on, there's a prayer team right here. I would that you would walk to this altar. I would that you would reach up your hands. Come on, I am thankful for this praise team and I'm thankful for these singers. But I feel in the Holy Ghost that there needs to be a longing for God in this place. And I don't want any sound. I don't want anything hindering that. I'm not saying it would. But I want to make sure that there is a true heart longing for God. Are you going to long for him? Long for him. Don't worry about that person. Don't worry about anybody else. God loves you so much. 
He's trying his best to make it impossible for you to long for anything else. Come on, you feel it? You feel it? Go pray for somebody. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. In the name of Jesus, right now, let the Holy Ghost, let the Holy Ghost reach for you and you reach back. Come on, some of you are at your wit's end. Some of you are, this is the last straw. Come on, it's about to be over for you. You better long for him more than anything else. on right now would you long for him hands lifted hands lifted right now hands lifted right now come on there's those that aren't going to even they're not even going to think about it they're they're checked out already that's all right no offense to them but that's what they want to do but i'm reaching for you let a brother and a sister in the lord help you right now come on reach reach if you're in the pew